Welcome to your New Mexico government. I'm your host, Khalil A. Colonna. Access to medical care could not be more important than it is at this moment. And plenty of people either don't have health insurance or lost it because they lost their jobs during the pandemic. Today, we look into what options exist for the underemployed and the recently unemployed. We look into what a hospital worker's experience was like when she got a $1,500 COVID test bill she was not expecting. And we talked to the superintendent of insurance to discover what the state is doing to help. All that later. Next up, executive producer Marisa DeMarco has a rundown of what we know today, Thursday, May 14th, as of 5 p.m. A tiny number of kids around the world are having a strange inflammatory reaction linked to coronavirus. Rashes, swelling, red eyes, but no breathing problems or lung issues, according to the BBC. Europe is focusing all of its efforts on a vaccine, and at least five around the world are in clinical trials, Al Jazeera reports. The agency that approves medications for the EU said it's about a year out. Whistleblower Rick Bright testified before Congress that the United States does not have a plan to produce a vaccine or to fairly distribute one, according to Al Jazeera. Bright, a scientist and vaccine expert who led a biodefense agency for the federal government, says he was let go from his job after telling the Trump administration to prepare for the pandemic. In New Mexico today, officials reported 143 more positive COVID tests, pushing the total to 5,503, with many of those in the northwestern corner of the state, according to the Santa Fe Reporter. They also announced 11 more deaths. The death toll here stands at 240. 42. Close to 1,600 people have recovered. Though some of the shutdown orders in the state are being lifted, people are still being asked to stay home. And Governor Michelle Lujan Grisham has ordered people to wear masks in public. The order will be enforced by state police and first responders. Here in Albuquerque, the UNM hospital banned the helicopter for San Juan Regional Medical Center for 10 days for a policy violation, the Albuquerque Journal reports. Officials said the pilot didn't give notice before lifting off from the UNMH helipad after dropping off a patient. The pilot is from the San Juan Hospital in the northwestern part of the state that's being hit hardest by coronavirus. The hospital is flying more and more patients to Albuquerque. Now, the journal reports their pilots must fly patients to Albuquerque's airport and then have them transferred by ambulance to UNMH. For your New Mexico government, I'm Marisa DeMarco. My next guests are Stephanie and Eddie Nelson. Thank you both so much for being on the show today. Thank you for having us. So walk us through your experience. Tell us what's going on. My employer had to make a decision to let me go due to economic restraints. Mm -hmm. Now, have you lost your health coverage as a result of losing your job? Oh, yes, definitely. So we had pretty good coverage to the company I was working for. Then the same day we decided to get tested for COVID, it was the same day I was released from my job. And they told me I had until the end of the month, which was three days. Yeah, three days is not a very long time to adjust and to make a plan. Tell me, what has losing your health coverage meant for you? It's one of those things you really don't think too much about until until you don't have it. It's kind of like, well, I'm paying into it, so I'm covered, but you don't really think about what the circumstances would be if you lose it. Mm-hmm. What if our tests came back positive and then we'd have to be probably put into the hospital? With the way coverage works, I mean, either you have it or you don't. That's the first thing they look at. And then from there, it's either an uphill battle or a downhill one. Do you have any outstanding like health coverage bills that you're trying to pay? We have a couple, some that actually stemmed from the COVID-19 pandemic. 
just from the testing alone, we were delivered a bill from the hospital we went to and it was supposed to be covered and it wasn't. And, and it was a $450 bill hmm. for each. So $800 total for both of you all to get tested. Yes. yes. Um, it counted as an emergency room visit, which when I was there, I explicitly asked if this was going to count as an emergency room. The person who checked us in said that they did not know. So I called the billing department and I told them if this is going to count as an ER bill, there was no way that we could afford it. And she said that she wasn't sure and she would find out. We never got a call back. And uh, actually, this week was when we received that bill. And unfortunately, we didn't even make it 10 minutes up to the parking lot from when we got tested, when he got the call that he was being terminated. Wow. Here you both are getting yourselves tested to make sure that you're safe, you know, and going to work, that you won't spread the disease. Yet you find out here you are taking this preventative measure, a cautionary measure for your job and yourself. And here you are being let go. What was that like? It was very surprising. I've been told I can work hard and I can work with the best of them. And, you know, the praise and rhetoric people want to hear from their employers. But then to hear from my project manager at the time that told me, uh, well, since you're not allowed to come in due to the COVID thing, I mean, we're going to have to do this over the phone. And he kind of just gave me the whole spiel and everything. And it was pretty shocking. I'm not going to lie. And mm. it, it hurt my pride a bit, too, because I never thought I'd be a person to get let go from a job or somewhere in between 60 to 70 people were let go just that week alone. Mm. And plenty of those people were people who've been with the company for 20 plus years. I think what this highlights, though, is the fragility of the system, right? The need to have your health care attached to your employer and knowing that even when we had coverage, right? That bill, we were still covered by our insurance and it's still $800. And so even when you're paying hundreds of dollars every single month and you're you know, employed, what's the level of accessibility that comes with healthcare? And at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how productive you are, how committed you are to your job or any other rhetoric that we often hear with this stuff. Um, at the end of the day, the CEO of his company is still getting paid. Yeah, and still has health coverage. Now, given that, what would you both like to see change system-wide for people who are sharing your experiences right now? What needs to happen? I would like to see people without question being able to go to the hospital and not worrying about if they can afford to make a house payment that month. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a little ridiculous how not just I have to pay 500 plus bucks a month for healthcare on a quote-unquote affordable plan and then still walk out of the emergency room with a ridiculous bill. So I'd like to see things change better for the people and not for the business, because it is business. Mm -hmm. For me personally, and this goes along with with all of community wellness, the idea that we have enough food to keep people from being hungry, we have enough houses to keep people from being unsheltered, and we have enough resources to not only provide emergency response health care, but to be able to provide that preventative care that can reduce the need for emergency care. I do fundamentally believe that if you are a human existing, that you have a right to be able to be taken care of without prejudice. And I think that it's even more important that we talk about like how healthcare is used to leverage the working class against itself. Mm-hmm. My husband was an active duty and one of the main reasons for his continued participation in the military was because of the healthcare coverage. And we know that that's a known recruitment tactic. Yeah. And to tell people that you have to be willing to die, you have to be willing to uproot your life, you have to be willing to potentially take life 
in order to be able to afford healthcare that is is open to you, I think is is completely inappropriate and feeds into these larger systems that places us all in danger. Yeah, absolutely right. Well, I thank you both for coming on this show and sharing your story. We're going to look to get some resources to you and the best of luck to both of you, okay? Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. That's Stephanie and Eddie Nelson. My next guest is Marie Sparks. She is a registered nurse at UNMH. Marie, thanks for being with me today. Hi, yes. Thank you for having me. You're a nurse who went to get a COVID test. Tell me how that went. So I had traveled to Colorado and on my time off, and then I have a, a neighbor who also works at UNM. And when I came back from my trip, she said, oh, you have to let the supervisor know because you probably have to go to occupational health to get cleared first. So I did that, and I was told that the area in Colorado that I was in had an outbreak, even though I didn't have symptoms, but I needed to self-quarantine. And then after five days of self-quarantine, occupational health then told me to go to UNM and get a COVID swab which I did. When I showed up, they had their own room. It used to be a conference room that they've plasticed off and turned it into their respiratory care center. And then I did get just one nasal swab. I didn't sign anything as far as additional testing. I wasn't aware of any additional testing, but um, I did get a bill for that swab, which was negative. Now, did anyone say anything about you getting a bill? No, there was no conversation at all about that I might be liable or that only the COVID test by itself was going to be covered. So the COVID swab is just one portion of an RSV panel. So I didn't realize that that's how the billing kind of gets away with it. Because then they say they cover the COVID-19 test, but then I'm stuck with the rest of the bill, which was $1,500. Tell me how you felt when you got the bill. I tried to think the best. So I thought clearly there must be a mistake. Either they didn't understand that I'm an employee or that this was occupational health ordered to return to work. So it wasn't my request. I and mean, usually when you go through OHS, usually your department or your company covers that cost. I don't know if any employees that usually cover the cost themselves. I did call several times to clarify and even people I work with said, there's no way that has to be wrong. I called and they told me, yeah, no, this is gonna be your portion. But then they did redact that bill. I did get a second bill, though, that I'm still waiting to find out if that one I'm liable for. What's this bill for? This one says it is a provider bill, which usually your health insurance covers the provider's costs. And I did call Blue Cross Blue Shield, which I have, and they said they'd be happy to cover the cost as long as UNM puts in the correct billing code for COVID. You know, you had to go through all these steps, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls for this to get settled. How yes. long do you think you were on the phone? You know, it actually only took me five minutes to get a hold of my insurance company, my health insurance. It took me hours and days to be able to go back and forth with UNM. I'm sure their hotline is blowing up with COVID questions. I was also told that I'm not the only one, that there's lots of employees who are calling to see if they can get this fixed. Another issue I'm sure you and your colleagues are facing, you were quarantined and you had to use your own personal time off to be quarantined for the time you have. I sure did, does yes. That, does that create stress for you? It does, because we don't get any hazard pay. There's no incentive for taking COVID patients. A lot of people say, well, you signed up for it. It actually isn't in our contracts that says you could be exposed to 
potentially dangerous pathogens. It's not exactly there. Firefighters get paid hazard pay as well. And then when I was told there's no special circumstances, at least right now, and I have to use my major sick time that's been saved just in case I do get COVID, which now I don't have. So now if I do get exposed and get very sick, I have nothing to fall back on. And that happened, that's happening to a lot of employees at UNF. Now, does this generate a sense among yourself and your colleagues that you all are not appreciated? Um, I don't know about unappreciated, but I personally feel unprotected. Mm. I feel like if something were to happen to me, there's no one looking out for me except for myself. And that's a horrible feeling. What other kinds of problems does this create for you and your colleagues? I feel like someone is in charge of this. And it's impossible to figure out who is in charge of it. Because if it's not occupational health and it's not billing, you know, who, who do you go to to get these questions answered? It's like impossible to find out. And then when you can't find anyone, you feel like you don't matter. I hear you. And I want to thank you very much for coming on to the show and sharing your story with us. She's Marie Sparks, registered nurse at UNMH. Thanks again for being with us. Yeah, thank you very much. Spokesperson Mark Rudy wrote in an emailed statement today that the hospital never intended for anyone to be charged for COVID-19 testing, but COVID response has been swift and fluid. Insurance companies will be charged, not employees, he wrote. Rudy did not answer specific questions about any remaining bills workers might be seeing and the time they're spending trying to chase down the insurance companies to get them covered. This is your NM Government. I'm your host, Kaliole Colonna. We're covering the way the virus and health measures are impacting people differently around the state. Along with the slow reopening of the state, we're shifting our broadcast to three days a week. Tune in Wednesday through Friday at 7.30 p.m. here on KUNM or find every episode anywhere you get your podcasts. Did you lose your health insurance because you lost your job? Are you having trouble getting coverage information? We want to hear about your experience. Call up our hotline, leave a message, and we could play your clip on air. Call 505-218-7084 or email yournmgov at gmail.com. My next guest is the New Mexico Superintendent of Insurance, Russell Toll. Thanks for being with me today. My pleasure. Thank you. So your office early on in the pandemic guaranteed free testing and free treatment for COVID-19, barring companies from charging copays and deductibles. But we're still hearing about folks being hit with surplus bills. So what's not working and what is working? We have regulatory authority over, you know, essentially private insurance. So our order on the free testing and treatment applied to people who were covered by that. Now, since that time, under both federal law and state action, no one should be charged for COVID-19 testing, period, insured or uninsured. Now, it is true if somebody works for an employer and they have a business health plan, they could be charged for receipt of services, but even there, they should not be charged at all for testing. We set up a call line for people if they have any questions or they're having any problems or they're appropriately getting charged. They can call us at 833-415-0566 and we'll help handle their problem. Now, what about for people who get hit with surprise bills? Do you offer help to them as well? We do. We also issued orders saying that they should not be hit with these surprise bills. And we told the insurance companies 
that they have to cover what are known as out-of-network services in the same way they would cover in-network services. Because, as you know, Khalil, there's a whole new triage system during this pandemic, and patients don't always have the choice of where to go. Now, I want to ask you this question because we have guests today that got a COVID test through UNMH, but then they were hit with a surprise bill. The hospital seems to be trying to make it so that those bills aren't the full 1500 but the people we spoke with say that they're still expected to pay something. This kind of seems out of line with the order that your office implemented, or is it a different case somehow? I don't know the details of those charges, but... Um, you know, on its surface, it does seem out of line. We've had a discussion with UNM Hospital. If we could get some more detail from someone, we'd be happy to follow up with them. Okay. We'll look to try to get that detail to you. Now, what about people who don't have any health coverage or who are on Medicare or Medicaid? Medicaid is, uh, and Medicare are both covering the cost of testing and of services. And, you know, there's in the case of Medicaid, there's no cost sharing at all. Folks who have Medicaid coverage should be able to get whatever they need without out-of-pocket cost. On Medicare, the testing is going to be free. But if they go to a hospital, you know, there are some charges. And if people don't have any insurance right now, they still can get the testing for free. And that's really important. Right, yeah, very. But, but if they need to get insurance, they should first apply for Medicaid. And if that doesn't work for any reason, if their income might be too high, Then they need to look at the state's health insurance exchange or marketplace. It's called BWELL-NM, and they can apply online for health insurance coverage there. And if neither of those two work, um, New Mexico is fortunate that we have a New Mexico medical insurance pool, sometimes known as the high-risk pool. If you're uninsured, you can apply for coverage there, too. Okay. And talk to me about why this is important for the state that people find coverage? Well, because we don't want people postponing the care that they need. If they have underlying conditions, it makes them more at risk. So they need to get those underlying conditions treated as soon as they can. And frankly, if we're trying to combat community spread, giving people access to health insurance and health care coverage is one of the best things we can do besides all the stay safe measures. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I want to thank you very much for coming on to be with me. He is New Mexico Superintendent of Insurance, Russell Toll. Thanks again for being with me today. Anytime. Thank you. My next guest is Sharisa Mann. She is the Executive Director at the Center on Law and Poverty. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me with you today. So what have you all been doing to help people access health care and health care coverage during the pandemic? One of our first priorities is to make sure that everybody has access to health care, and that includes having access to free testing and treatment for COVID-19, but also having access to coverage options so that in the long run and for any medical conditions that people have an ability to get health care when they need it. Are you hearing a lot from folks who lost their health insurance when they lost their job? We are hearing a lot about concerns with people losing their health insurance, losing their jobs. I think folks know that we are having just mass unemployment in New Mexico 
And at this point, over um, 70,000 people have applied for unemployment insurance, which tells you something, but there's also many more folks who have lost their jobs too, who have not applied. So it raises questions of what happens if you're facing financial difficulties, if you don't have other folks in your household who are working and there's no income at all, where would you get help? Where would you get health coverage? And we're here to help folks navigate those barriers. People feel like the need that they can get health care if they have the virus. But what are some of the less obvious health risks that are created by not having access that might feed into this bigger problem? If you have a pre-existing condition and you need to go get health care for something that's not related to COVID-19, what is it about getting meds if you don't have the money for it? And that's exactly you know the problem right now that you described. This crisis makes it very clear how important it is to have really good quality and affordable health care. And yet our system needs changes and it needs major changes to make that a reality for everybody. And it's just unfortunate that we don't have better coverage available if it's not Medicaid. And so for people who can't afford coverage, whose income is just about the Medicaid cutoff, for you know some immigrants who don't qualify for Medicaid because the category of immigrants is very narrow for the folks who qualify. And for others who have jobs and don't have employer insurance that's affordable to them, it's very difficult to find insurance. It's very difficult to get coverage. And it makes it a problem not just for this crisis, but for every health condition and for the long run. And finally, what's the number one frustration among the folks that you're working with? One of the first frustrations is being able to feel safe, right, going to go get health care at this moment, just because I think it's been broadcast in, in the news that a lot of hospitals simply aren't taking patients for some other types of surgeries if it's not an immediate need, um, given what's going on in, in this pandemic. The other barriers are really around like communities that can't access coverage. So it's gotten easier to get Medicaid, thankfully. There are still some barriers around it. And if you do have barriers getting Medicaid or feel that you're qualified for it and are having any trouble at all, please do call us at the New Mexico Center on Law and Poverty. We can help resolve those barriers in getting Medicaid. But the big issues are if you can't get Medicaid, then what? And it's really just an issue of information, like getting better information from your hospital about what treatment will be covered, what treatment is free, what do you owe, and, and just the complexity of it. We hear a lot about that too. How do you know like whether something's covered or not? Where do you go get coverage? And those types of questions. And you know, as I mentioned before, the issues around if you're an immigrant or if you're someone who doesn't have all the paperwork that is being asked of you, including like social security numbers or your health insurance or documents to be able to get Medicaid, that is okay that you do not have to provide those documents right away. You do not have to provide a social security number and you can still get free testing. You can still get treatment. Okay. Okay. I want to thank you so much for coming on to the show and thank you very much for the effort. She is the executive director at the Center on Law and Poverty. Teresa Mann, thank you again for being with me. Thank you. My next guest is Barbara Weber. She is the executive director at Health Action New Mexico. Barbara, thanks for being with me today. No, thank you to KUNM and Khalil for having me on. So let me ask you, what are the problems that have come up for people when they can't access health care during this pandemic, both COVID and non-COVID related? Well, if you, it's COVID-related, we're very lucky in New Mexico that the leadership and the superintendent of insurance have made a commitment and have put it in regulation, have sent out an order that everyone is to cover anyone for testing for COVID and everyone should cover any treatment now. 
we'll have to see going forward if people have long-term results from having the COVID virus. But right now, everyone should be able to get free testing and free treatment for COVID. But I still think it's important to have health insurance, particularly if you've lost it. And if for any reason you're asked for charges when you're being treated or when you're getting tested, then don't pay it. And there's a, a number that you can go to at the New Mexico Superintendent of Insurance for complaints. Now, give myself and my listeners a little background. How is Health Action New Mexico helping folks out during this time? What we're trying to do are two or three things. One is to get as much information out to people, and I'll be giving it a couple of times. If you go to our website, we have a blog that has everything and more that you would want to know about your questions and screening tools and who you would need to go to to see what your options are for health insurance. We also work at the policy level, so we're trying to help leadership and hearing from the grassroots and from consumers what their issues are and then what options in policy can be made both at the state and the federal level. What are some of the key frustrations you're hearing about from people? Just the unknown and the anxiety. You know, have I lost my job permanently? Is this a temporary thing? But what about my insurance? Did I keep it? But maybe someone was furloughed. They have health insurance, but they can't afford to pay for it. There's so much we don't know about the virus. And then what their options are uh, for staying safe and for making sure that they and their family have the security of health coverage. Tell me what's missing in the system right now, especially when it comes to getting quality, affordable medical care. One out of 10 people before the pandemic in New Mexico did not have coverage. This has just not only exacerbated it, but it has pointed out the problems you have with a system that is that doesn't have universal coverage like almost every other country does. It's not only the quality of life for the people who don't have coverage without being able to, you know, to have access to health care, then they put everyone else at risk. So how can we use this experience to make a better health care system here in New Mexico and around the United States? You know, I think people are going to have to reflect back on their experience personally and the community about what we could do better in making sure that everyone does have health insurance. You know, during this time, thank goodness, New Mexico has put together three options for people. We try to get that information out there. A lot of people qualify for Medicaid, but they've lost their money. So that's an option. They can enroll through the state marketplace called Be Well. That may be affordable for them. And then for people who don't qualify for either of those two and they don't have health insurance, then New Mexico has opened up the New Mexico medical insurance pool and they will automatically qualify if they can afford it. I have to say it may not be affordable for everyone. They just lowered their premiums by 10% and they will work with people. And for the immigrant population in many cases, they are not allowed, unfortunately, into the to Medicaid or into the marketplace. So the insurance pool would be their one option. Okay, well, I wanna thank you very much for coming in and giving us this information. And thanks again for being on the show. She's Barbara Weber, Executive Director at Health Action New Mexico. Thanks again. Sure, thank you. Resources, resources, resources. Find a full list of the resources we talk about on each episode and opportunities to donate or help online at bit.ly slash ynmghub. If you're in the need of health insurance, here are some avenues for you. Check out the health insurance portal for the state at bewellnm.com or you can call 833-862-3935. The New Mexico Medicaid portal is nmmedicaid.com dot portal dot conduit dot com. 
For more info on the Office of the Superintendent of Insurance, head to osi.state.nm.us. Their hotline number, 833-415-0566. No-cost Medicaid coverage is available for low-income New Mexicans at yes.state.nm.us or 855-637-6574. You can sign up for coverage through the NM Medicaid insurance pool at nmmip.org or call 844-728-7896. You can find help at the New Mexico Center for Law and Poverty at nmpovertylaw.org. And Health Action New Mexico has a blog that can help walk you through your insurance questions. Head to healthactionnm.org slash blog. Here is Wednesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays on KUNM's Airwaves at 7.30 p.m. online. Find the show on KUNM.org or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts, like Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Seriously, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Your New Mexico government is a collaboration between KUNM, New Mexico PBS, and the Santa Fe Reporter. Funding for our coverage is provided in part by the Thornburg Foundation, the W.K. Kellogg Foundation, the New Mexico Local News Fund, and KUNM listeners like you. Your New Mexico government is executive produced by Marisa DeMarco, theme music by Pope Yes, Yes, Y'all. It's produced by yours truly, news update by Marisa DeMarco, Ty Bannerman and Bryce Dix are the dynamic duo with help out with the editing. Yes, they did. And hold up, I've got an announcement to make. Tomorrow is Bryce's last day because he's graduating. Yes, congratulations. All the sonic hugs and high fives we can get to you from here, my friend. And congratulations to everyone graduating. Congratulations to the class of 2020. I'm Khalil A. Colonna. For everyone here at your New Mexico government, thanks for listening.